Oh, my goodness. Are we ready to start the show? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. We just need more than I can Elijah Griffin. Thanks for joining in today. Thanks for watching. We have a pretty good show. No, we have an awesome show. We have an awesome show. So, are you sure? So, I you think sound, you're sound 100 percent sure on that. He's with us, so I don't know what this. That was a great intro, by the way. That was a fantastic intro. That was a great intro. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah, I'm trying to. Get I'm just him. trying to make him feel better. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's, listen, he's, he's the new guy. I haven't rewritten his new contract yet, so we have to see how this goes. Room for improvement. He still has next week on the, on his contract. We'll see if we extend it any longer. Though. Tonight we finally get to learn who this guy Tom Rivera is. Dun 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 dun. Who, who let him in? He has been threatening us with his testimony for months now. Yeah, I have my suspicions. Do you guys? Can I give you my number one suspicion? What is that? Hey, buddy, how you doing, do buddy? I think Betty, Tom. How are you? I think Tom Rivera was a drug runner in Panama. <laughs> I think he is Tony Montana. <laughs> I think he's that a drug about him. in Panama. Ah! Speedboat, the whole nine. Oh, that was loud. Sorry, Sarah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if, you, if, that's, if that's the route you guys want to take, you said Tony Montana. Drug yeah, said Tony I said Tony Montana. Montana. Tony Montana. I'll say pre-Tony Montana, before he was a king. You're still working for sanitation right now. Oh, I come wow. to <laughs> All I know is it's the same line of work, <laughs> just not as high. Just moving trash. <laughs> All I know is I walked, and diving. This, I walked into the new studio tonight. Tom's over there. He's got fifty-seven pages of notes. <laughs> and I have got oh, he's got like a, he's, <laughs> he's got like a, a whole a half gallon of Red Bull. He looks We're, like he hasn't listen, slept. None of us are book editors. We're not trying to give you <laughs> a book deal like. <laughs> And I, I just know that everything we've mentioned today, from KFC to Red Bull, he said, oh, that's in my testimony. Florida, so, Florida. I think this might be a six-parter, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is part one of six. Yeah, Relax. <laughs> it's like one of Pete's sermon series. It just never ends. <laughs> oh. But, uh. It's going to be one of them crossover episodes. It's going to be continued at Rich to one of different names. Right, yeah. yeah the crisis on the infinite earth. Exactly. Speaking of Ripsters, that's why I said that. I, uh, I managed a, a trifecta yeah. last yeah. week. Thursday, Friday. I, I, got a, I got the line of the week. Line of the week. Dave comes into Ripsters on High on 250 East High Street. And 250 East High Street. Why are they open again? They are open Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, 2 to 10. It yeah. will be open July 4th, 2 to 10, maybe 12 to 10, depending on how happy I get. I had two out of three. That ain't bad. Yeah, still not three out of three. I was no, yeah, that is impressive. You were on a marathon. Dave Duncan story. walks in on Thursday and looks at me, and he said, I told my wife you can't have ice cream three days in a row if you don't come to Rister's on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. I went one day. Four kids. Uh, he had to be there. We had a production meeting. I went. I, I went <laughs> three days, three kids each day. I finally had ice cream in my coffee. In the cup. He didn't have any cream on me. Well, I just I just whipped cream. Ask ask I him why I didn't have any creamer. Because I all. I drank it all on Saturday. <laughs> so, What's so that cold that. brew? He has a cold brew. At, at Tom, you look better this oh. week. Last week you were very pale. <laughs> well, thank so, you, Carla. He was, he was experimenting with I, the makeup last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I heard that. So I actually have the fake tan on right now. It's the sprite. <laughs> you ever seen Tropic Thunder? Like some <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh. Well, I'm glad I look good today. I'm just says you. She didn't say you look good. She said you look better. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I have a funny news story for the week. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh cool, my phone just started working. Nice. <laughs> Should we do the sounds? <laughs> yeah, let, give me a new sounder. <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> Louisiana man faces charges for swimming in a sporting goods store fish tank. <laughs> the suspect told reporters he plunged into an indoor aquarium at a Bass Pro Shop in Bossier City to celebrate getting 2,000 likes on TikTok. Where's Bossier City? What state? Louisiana. I, That's what uh, yeah, 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 Bossier yeah. City, Louisiana. Yeah. It sounds it's, like... Uh, it's Gulf East. It's... Uh, or Gulf West, whatever you call it. It's down in that area where that sort of thing would probably tend to happen. It sounds like he probably celebrated with some crawfish and etouffee. Yeah. Police in Louisiana were able to reel in, uh, get it, reel in, a man captured on video swimming through a fish tank at a sporting goods store. Kevin Wise, 26, said he plunged in to follow through on a promise he made to followers on a social media platform. How do you plunge into a fish tank? How, how you just big was it? Are, are you not going to tell us the promise he made? He promised, he promised if to he jump got in the fish tank. 2,000 followers on TikTok that he would jump into a, into the tank. And he did it? He got 2,000, huh? He did, and then they had to drain like a 33,000-gallon tank because that something. Yeah. pH yeah. balance and all yeah, that and stuff. Yeah, and the, the, the human oils so, and all that stuff. He went to jail. Yeah. yeah. I hope it was <laughs> worth it. I hope he, hopefully he at least had like shorts or something. Was it the in there? No, he wouldn't have jumped in if there was piranhas. I don't, I don't know. Think. People do some. They do. I was hoping that would be the end of the story, and then he got eaten by the shark. A, shark. Yeah. a snap a turtle, grabbed his leg, and drug him His down name and was Tommy Tentos, and now he's Tommy Eights. Oh, and apparently last week the lizard was dead. Oh, <laughs> correction. <laughs> Correction from yeah. the new story. Correction from the new story that I gave last week. Yeah, that uh, was it an iguana? It was yeah, an it was an 80-pound iguana. iguana. Yeah, it was he dead. was gonna call that pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> 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 His iguana's name was pepperoni. <laughs> All right, we got a we got a funny game. Sean's bringing you a funny game. We are gonna play because it seemed to be a group favorite. Oh, actually, I have an announcement first. What's the announcement? So, we want to thank everybody because today we hit. 400 followers on our Facebook page. Boom, boom, ba, boom, boom, ba, 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 boom, boom, ba, boom, boom. follow our Facebook page? We have 400 followers. Can you believe 400 people actually went on and said, I want to see what these guys are doing going boom, forward? Boom, ba, boom, well, there's, I mean, that makes sense. There's, I know at least 400 crazy people. Well, I'm pretty sure that they only allowed us in the 7th floor past time hospital. And they all appear. Uh, <laughs> so with that, to be thankful for that, uh, we are going to have a giveaway. We are. We are. What are we giving away? I, I know. Not we, me. We didn't explain that to you. 
So I'm going to make a post this evening, and everybody who comments on that post, actually, I already put the post up. It says, thank you for being 400 followers. Everybody who comments on that post, at random, we're going to pick five winners for a $5 gift card to Ripsters on High, 250 East High Street. Can I win this? Uh, no. No family members can of I, ours may win. If I quit the show, can I win this? Sure. Okay. But you have to be back next Tuesday. <laughs> So that's the thing. Go on the uh, the Facebook page. Uh, you'll see the the thank you for being uh, the four, get us to four hundred. And uh, on Saturday, yeah, Saturday we'll pull five names. We'll put them all in a hat, and we'll pull five names for a five dollar gift card. If we have five names, we'll pull yeah, five names. Five, five people could go on and comment. If not, somebody's going to get a listen. Family gift card. is allowed to comment. You just can't win because it will look weird. And just a heads up, in case you didn't know. You have a new cold brew, correct? Yes, the, the cold, cold brew. brew coffee was probably the best cold brew coffee I've ever tasted. It is. He ain't lying. Saying that just to be saying that it wasn't bitter, it had the right amount of caffeine. It was. Did it was a wine. I would say the bouquet was magnificent. Oh wow, we went there. We did. Say it was wicked good. Wicked, right. wickedy wicky. Before we get into this game, just I messed that up, man. Wicked good was good, but wickedy wickedy. Yeah, why? Why would you? He's That's nervous. He, he, I'm he, nervous. He's got that ner- I got right, the we're jitters. Gonna, we're going to take page, this. He's got 60 pages. We're going to take this away for right now. <laughs> he's he's got, got his pieces. Before, before we do the game, I've got a word from our sponsor. So, we would like to thank Walmart for... Provo- really? No. That's the, do we have it? Was that... No. Oh, do we have a sponsor? I don't think we have a sponsor. <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor the show, get in touch. Sarah Beecher at Prodigal Sons. On Facebook, we could use a sponsor. Sure. Dot com. Why not? Yeah, yeah. We need empty space up here. We need stickers. We need stickers. We need bobbleheads. I mean, we need a second coat of paint. We didn't finish painting because our budget is really low. Air conditioning. Air conditioning. Are we asking for money? Heat. No. I don't know. Are we? <laughs> it feels like we're asking for money. If you'd like to give us money, yeah. send it to me. All, All right. right, let's do a game. Never have I ever, because it seems to be a crowd favorite. Everybody got your little... Uh, do we remember how this works? Tom wasn't here for this the last time. So no, he was if you have not done what I say, you hold up your sign. If you have done it, leave your sign down. Got yep. I always forget I always forget how to play this game. It's so I, simple. I got, I got Nunca for our Spanish viewers. And I'll say something. If you have done that, keep you the down. card down. Keep it if down. you haven't, if, if you've, you've never, never done, done, that, done it, then you put, I put it up. up. And this is the parent uh-oh. Never have I ever. Uh-oh. So I think uh, since we're all parents, I think mm. most of these things we will not be lifting signs for. Mm. First one, never have I ever dozed off on the toilet. I don't think I have. Yeah. I do have a daily basis. I don't think I have. Wake up, your leg's all asleep. You're just like, oh. All right, so that's just a Sean thing. Okay, right. yeah. apparently that's just me. You don't go in the bathroom and hide from your kids and fall asleep? No, I lock my kids in the bathroom. You know, I never uh, understood why some parents don't lock the door or close the door when they go to the bathroom. I and always then, do. And then they complain, like, oh, I can't get five minutes to myself. Uh, close the door, lock it. What I do is then I put on, like, the sounds of rain. So I'm in the shower. <laughs> put on some kids. <laughs> you seriously fall asleep on the... Yes, I, I've fallen asleep on the toilet. Is right? it narcolepsy? Or? No, I just... 
was in there what, reading Facebook and stuff. Yeah. And That's why. Yeah. Facebook is boring. You bring your sometimes. phone into the bathroom? Hell yes, I do. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you comment on one of it. You comment on one of his posts. He responds within three and a half seconds. I want to comment on the post that gives me ice cream, but apparently I gotta. You can comment on it. You just can't win the the, the gift card. All right. Never have I ever been so proud. You've teared up. Oh, oh yeah, definitely leave the car down. <laughs> Never have I ever what? Been so proud of your kid that you've teared up. Not tear. You, you haven't teared them up. Yeah, yeah you cry you a little. Cry a little. Yeah, I have. You got a little yeah. Teary yeah. yeah, keep keep your card down. Yeah. What does your card say anyway? It says nunca for our Spanish listeners. Nunca. What? Betty's got it right. She put never. There you are, Betty. Never. There you go. Correct on how to spell No, that's that Bonnie. That's not Betty. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Did, we got. See, we got. We don't. I, well, because I can't see. I know. Well, it's too small. We're having technical difficulties with the video no, audio. No, no they're having difficulties with their eyes. Yeah, they're pretty old. I thought they said Nanya, like Nanya business. Oh yeah, no, that would have been good though. <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been better than Nunca. Sorry for the Spanish listeners. <laughs> never have I ever. And let's be honest here. Bribed your child. What? I've bribed them. That's why I said you've never, never have I ever bribed. I've, I've a child. bribed a sibling, but I've never bribed my child. When you you've say, never, when you've you, never you gone to a store a or something and said, "Oh, if we, if you do this, we'll you, go get chicken nuggets at McDonald's." Touche, good sir. If you fly, I'll buy. Is that bribing? <laughs> yeah, kind of. yeah, when so yeah, I do it all. You make your kid drive to the McDonald's? Well, when I don't want, you know, if he wants something, I make him work for it. I make him drive and get it. I pay her to like. Clean up the living room and stuff. Yeah. Is that a bribe? My, my, that's, 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 no, that's just good. That's, 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 that's teaching her good work ethic. I'm sure I've bribed them. I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm is sure allowance a bribe? No. no, apparently that's not. No, no that's not a bribe. So there's a legal, that's that's like that's a legal like, bribe. No, that's like saying, like, you wanted to do something or go somewhere. You're like, listen, just come with me real quick to go do this, and we'll go get McDonald's after. I'm just paying. You know what? You know what? I have, and you know what? I will teach you a lesson about bribing. Don't bribe them with something that they can't do. It's something that you actually want to do. No, Jay, Let me give you an example. I said to them... Because nobody has a laptop. I'm talking over you to answer questions. That's okay. I said to them, um, this is before Ribsters was open. I said, if you guys are good tonight, we'll go to Brewster's. And they were terrible. But I wanted to go to Brewster's. That's a bad way to bribe them. Because then we went anywhere. <laughs> they didn't learn a lesson that night. All right. Never have I ever, Never have I ever caught puke in my hands. Nah, I haven't. Never caught puke in nah, my hands? Nah, I'm not a puke catcher. I just go for it. Who are you? Yeah. Get it on the ground. What? See, here, here, here's the thing with this question that, that surprises me. I'm surprised that not everybody has their thing up. But apparently you caught puke in your hand? And you too? See, yeah. for those for those who aren't, this is one of I don't want to puke in the seat things, of my car. If you're not a parent, sometimes not single anybody, but if you're not a parent, there's some things you just won't get. That's just like, if you're sitting next to me, sorry, and you crap your pants, it's like, oh, come on, man, get it together. But as a child, your kid's like, oh, come on, let me change it. Like, it's, it's, it's totally different. Same thing with boogies and, and everything. You can sit here and be like, ugh. Like, come on, man, get it together. And your kid is like, stop playing with you. And so it's a different. It's different. If you don't have a kid, you just how does that lead to you it. catching puke in your hands? though? Because yeah, I you, won't, I you won't. You won't catch his puke. But have you caught puke in your hand? No. He's saying he's. That's never. right. You didn't do it. You did. I did. You I went, had just got a new car. I'm not getting puke in the new seats. See, it's well, disgusting. I, I unless, unless the seats were covered with like Boston stuff, like 
Then you can just puke or, all you over. You know, if there was Sixer stuff, then I would crap my pants every single chance I had. No, <laughs> no. Wipe your butt with New England jerseys. But moving right along. What is going on? Oh, here? that was almost the news story tonight. Was the <laughs> fact that New England just had to pay another million, $1.1 million fine for cheating. Again. Doesn't matter. They'll just find Slap another, on the wrist. Find another right. way to cheat. They should have got the death penalty. Newton. means no drafts. Yeah. No yeah. draft picks at all. They don't, they don't need minimum. to cheat anymore. They're just going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> just know it straight up. That's it. Cam, Cam Newton's going to know the plays like the baseball player. When he's going to do this at the end zone, this little buzzer. Uh, Sean said it's not cheating. It's just finding the loophole. Listen, if it's not against the rules, it's not cheating. That's because it's his team. No, I, know, I understand a, that. Okay. I'm just Cam Newton is going to rip becomes, his jersey open instead of Superman. He's just going to tear his shoulder. Again. <laughs> if it becomes a rule because you did it, you are an innovator. Let's be honest. No. Yes. It's mm-hmm. a touchy subject for Sean. Mm-hmm. Let's move mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Let's move on. Tainted trophies. Never have I ever lied to my kids about time. <laughs> Five minutes. I swear, five minutes. <laughs> oh, I was thinking more about, like, what time is it? Oh, I do that. Oh, it's bedtime. Oh, it's definitely bedtime. Oh, it's bed- the it's sun's bedtime. still up. Yeah, yeah it's the time changed. <laughs> I will tell you what I used to lie to Elijah about. You used to? You don't do it anymore? Is he going to listen to the show? <laughs> he is. He, he is. should be old enough now, though, that it should I be. I used to tell you're him. Unless still using that lie. Like, say we were, say we were in, in Walmart or something like that. You know how kids like to play on the carts and run around and hide on the shelves? I used to tell him, I was like, listen, you cannot hurt yourself. The hospital is closed on the weekends. <laughs> I used to tell him the one. hospital is closed on the weekends. <laughs> that is a good one. I like that. I like that. All right. I got two more. Never have I ever lost a toy on purpose. Straight through it in the trash. Yeah, seriously. You've never gotten rid of a kid's toy that was that annoying? I haven't. <laughs> I don't believe you. You're not trying to throw Lisa under the bus, are you? My better half has even this week. <laughs> and I guarantee you, it's probably fast food toys that come in happy meals. Jay, I have time, buddy. That is, they just pile up. Oh, you know what? I, I don't even ask. Left. I don't ask. She just says, she goes, we lost a lot of stuff what? today. I'm good. I like that. Jay's running the clock. Jay, <laughs> Jay's running the clock from Jason home Jason Sipe is awesome. He's running the clock. He just, he just All right. said something. Last one for you, Jay. It's the last question. Right, Tom needs time to talk. Never have I ever said parenty things like go potty to other adults. I still say that to them. You've never said anything that, like a parenty thing to another adult by accident? It's upside down. Yeah. It's a, see, he's lying. He's I trying know. to hold it. I don't, and now I don't think I have. No? I, I think Nothing? I'm, I think I'm with Elijah. I don't think I have. Because it, it, anno- it annoys me that it annoys me I don't that think so. that you never said poop. Up until like up until like Elijah was like nine, his mom would still be like, "You got to go potty." He's nine. He's the size of a grown man. Like he has to go to the bathroom. Like so, I just that just always bothered me. If I you're still, not, still you remember the daddy. day you stopped saying daddy and mommy? Elijah says father and mother. How long has he been doing that? For like. Almost a year. Hmm. And I think it started with watching Harry Potter and the whole, like, we'll be oh, sitting uh, at breakfast sometimes. He's oh, like, I'm British. And, and then KJ follows him. I'm British, too. And it's like, yeah, guys. Go to, go to Costco, get them those English breakfast scone things. I love scones. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah, All right. So that's it. Whenever. Have I ever. Now. That's it, right? We're all done for the night? Yeah. yeah, we're all done. We're all right. Good night, guys. guys. Love you all. That was the fifteenth nice episode. That was it. That's all <laughs> we have. Join us next week for uh, uh, for Elijah's sixteenth episode. For, yeah, for sixteenth episode. No, wait. With if next week stuff, is Tom's 
part two of his test. That means tonight's part one, isn't well, it? Well, if next week is part two Today's of the Tom's, intro. Today's the intro. Today's the intro. the intro done. If next week's part two, then uh, we don't have Elijah signed on through to get his his testimony. Yeah, we're gonna have to extend his contract. Extend his contract. <laughs> he's only um, signed on till next week. Yeah, he's only signed on because I didn't expect we were gonna need a six pot. Can I get my drink back, my brother? So, 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 if you want to hear my testimony, they have to sign me, sign me up. All right, we'll see what the contract situation. Yeah, we'll have to look, like. we'll have to look at the finances and uh, we'll see what we can finagle. See if the people can... give us money, we might keep you for another week. All right, Tom. Uh, Send in money. If we don't, if nobody signs up on the thing, we don't have to give away that gift card. We can sign yeah, it up for another we episode. Can save ourselves. <laughs> so you get me on for a cup of coffee and ice cream cone. <laughs> That's it. Gee, can you just tell the audience not to comment? Can no, we, no, we definitely want you no, to we comment. Want to we definitely want, we yeah. want to have you guys come hang out with us on a Saturday night at Ripsters. That's what we want. Cool. Well, Tom, tell us all about how you were a drug runner in Panama. Remember, uh, do you know all the statute of limitations and everything like that? Are they passed? Is it seven years? I don't know. You yeah. tell us. Do you still yeah, run with Manny? Uh, Manny? <laughs> no, nah, little hands. <laughs> little hands. So we joke, but we'll get to that part of my story later on. So, I'm 46 years old, and they're giving me 30 minutes to tell you my story. So you I'm take not really as long sure as you want. how that's going to go, but you know, if I go 45 minutes, I'm sure you guys are going to stick around, because God is so good, and I am so excited they might. to they tell might you not. all the bad stuff that I have done in my life. So, I'm going to start from back, back, back in the day. I was born in New York, what? Manhattan, where this dude was born at. Yeah, a lot, um, early, a lot earlier than me, though. A lot earlier. I was born March 6, 1974. Wow. Flower Hospital, Manhattan. A little cool side note with that. My mom was born in the same hospital as me. So that's kind of cool. Hospital's not there anymore, though. It was too old, so they had, to, they had to get rid of that. When I was nine months old, my family took their talents to Puerto Rico. And we moved to Puerto Rico. And... I had always, as far as I remember, had a really, really, really close relationship with God. Um, I was brought up in a family, in a Christian family. Um, in Puerto Rico, we went to Iglesia Bautista de Levy Town. It's a Baptist church. I was brought up Baptist. <clears throat> and, and, and the pastor there, Pastor Hernán Cortés, was an amazing, amazing pastor. I knew at a very, very, very early age that I wanted to do exactly what he was doing up there. I wanted to tell people about the love of Jesus. It's something that I've always, always had in me. I could never remember a time in my life going all the way back to a baby where I didn't have God in my, late, in, in my, in my life. When I got old enough to kind of understand what it kind of was to accept Jesus in your life, I was six years old. I'll never forget it. He was asking people to come to the front who want to accept Christ, and I was super, super excited. I didn't know I was going to do it that day, and as a six-year-old boy, I proudly marched myself to the front, and I gave my life to Jesus Christ that day. I remember running out of church, being all excited, hugging everybody, and I was just a happy little boy. Just Jesus was always in my life as a little boy, and, 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 and now that I look back at it, I needed him in my life. I needed him in my life. Um... I remember when I was nine years old, my dad got a call from his brother that he needed help in a Spanish radio station. My dad was a salesperson. My dad can sell ice to an Eskimo. He can sell shoes to people that don't have feet. He's just, that's who he is. He's an amazing salesperson. And my uncle wanted him to move to the United States from Puerto Rico 
to be the sales manager of the Spanish radio station. So my dad decided, you know what, this is God talking, this is a ministry that he is calling me to do, go work beside my brother. So he moved the family from Puerto Rico to Pennsylvania. And I remember as a child thinking how excited I was going to be when I finally got to see snow, because in Puerto Rico it doesn't snow. You can only see the pictures and, you know, I just dreaming of a white Christmas and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see snow. It was, it was, oh, cool, so cool. Um, so that was one of the big things for me. When I moved to the United States, you know, I moved here in the summer of 1983. What happened I'm sorry, in 1983? With the, with Jason the, said we can go as long as you need to go. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. We'll be going to about 10.45 tonight. Uh, we'll have an intermission, and I'll let you have snacks. What happened in 1983 with the Philadelphia 76ers? They won a championship. They won their championship. So I moved here in 1983 when the Philadelphia 76ers won their championship. It was truly amazing. So right off the that. bat, I knew that God was working in this Pennsylvania state where I was going to be at. Right. So it was a cool time for the hockey team. No, no, that was the. Uh, it's a basketball. That was the Mochi. It's the. It's the Dr. soccer J. team. Uh huh. They play soccer. <clears throat> soccer. Yep. Moses like Malone. Arena Bobby Jones. Uh, yes. Andrew Tony. Andrew. Mark Ironi. Yeah. It's it's an international bungee jumping team. <laughs> <laughs> it's a basketball NBA team. I can't. Sure. I really Whatever can't say said. much about your basketball team because you got banners on banners on banners. So. Yeah, he's got a lot. And of you guys didn't cheat to get those. Do. Are you a Celtics fan? And a Red Sox fan. I'm sorry to hear that. And a that. Bruins fan. I'm sorry to hear that. Who was the coach of that team? Oh. I can't remember. David Cunningham, right? Cunningham. Yeah. Okay. So. Billy? So. I was always close to God. In fourth grade when I moved to the United States, that's the first time that I can remember where the devil actually started trying to tempt me and trying to take me away from the relationship and the close relationship I had with God at an early age. I remember going to fourth grade, being a foreigner. I was the only non-white person in that class. They, didn't, they only knew black and white. They didn't even understand the terminology Puerto Rican. Uh, so moving in here was tough. I got picked a lot. The most embarrassing moment of my life actually happened in fourth grade when I first moved here. I remember like three days into class, I sneezed and snots just came all over my hands and the whole class started laughing at me and I ran to the bathroom and I washed my hands and, 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 and you know what? I prayed when I was in the bathroom and I knew that God was on my side and I went out there and I wasn't even worried about it. That's how close of a faith I had with God at such an early age. And, and it, was, it, it really helped me to, uh, to overcome a lot of that, that, that um, hate that, or the, the, the way people treated me because they didn't know who I was. It really helped me overcome all that. At age 14, I decided it was time for me to go on a missions trip. It's something that I've always wanted to do in my life. So I went on my first missionary trip when I was 14. I went to Trinidad and Tobago for the whole summer to build dormitories for the children there. What church were you in? Uh... At that time, I was at, Great, I was at uh, Greater for Bible Fellowship. Okay. Um, so when we moved to the United States, we didn't go back to the Baptist church. Greater for Bible Fellowship was a church that was close to us, um, and that's, that's where we went. But um, that trip was the first time that I understood the power of prayer. My church raised all this money for me to go on this missionary trip. And you start the trip by a bus picking you up at the Plymouth Media Mall parking lot, and it made its way all the way to Florida picking different teenagers up. When you get to Florida, you do a two-week boot camp, right? 
On the way to Florida, we stopped at a stop. I got off the bus to call my parents, call them. I was excited. I couldn't wait to get to Florida. Got on the phone, got on the bus. 45 minutes later, I forgot my wallet. No cell phone, though, right? No, was no. It, it was a, a pay phone. It was a pay phone. It was just put the quarters in and... Ch -ch -ch -ch. Was it yeah, a booth? Yeah, you in a booth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're in a booth, so... Uh, so I left my wallet on the top of the pay phone. Didn't realize it until we're about 45 minutes gone. And I just started crying. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. And then I started thinking, why would you do this to me? But, but, but then again, I went right to prayer. Somebody came up, said what happened. By the time we got to Florida, everybody in that bus raised enough money to give me back. And I actually had more than I got on the bus with. So what a blessing that was that God, in that short amount of time, answered prayer quickly for me as I was going into another country with no money at all. So that, that was right there at age 14. I knew the power of prayer and how important it was. But God was just bailing you out from bad, bad decisions. God was bailing me out from bad <laughs> right from decisions. The beginning. Right from the beginning. And then the following year, I was supposed to go back on another missionary trip to England to do a drama team. I was 15 years old. I had other plans. I decided that sports was more important than God. I decided that, you know, now that I kind of fit in with these you know, American people, let me try to be the cool guy now, you know, let me, let me get their acceptance. It was so important for me that people to accept me that I actually told the church, hey, you know, I'm not going to go. And I ended up going to basketball camp that year. And at age 16 was when my life just started really taking a bad, bad, bad turn. Um, I barely graduated high school and decided, you know, well, if I barely graduated high school, I might as well just go to Monco Community College. Not saying anything's wrong with that, but I knew they would take me. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to college, but I was going to do it my way. I was going to do it God's way. My way was I was going to go get drunk and smoke weed on a VW bus and then go to my class drunk and high. <clears throat> I thought that was the way to do it. So, you question? know, absolutely. When you say you barely made it out of high school, like why, why did you barely make it out of high school? Was because the only reason I made it out of, there's two reasons why I made it out of high school. My mom wasn't going to allow me to fail. That was not an option in my household. Um, and ever since, it, it's funny because ever since, to, when, when I turned my, my back on God, it was when I was age 16. Ever since then, my dad used to always have dinners. So whoever had the best grades, he would take him out of dinner. I used to win every single year until I turned my life on God. And then, and then I just started down. But my mom was thinking, and then if you're in sports, because I love sports so bad, you can't fail. If not, you can't play. You can't play. You're in the eligibility. So you so, did just the yeah, bare minimum. Yeah, so I got, I, got, I got the C's to get by and, uh, and barely make it through. Um, and then college was just, you know, I, I, to me it was just a big party. Fun. It was mm -hmm. just a fun time. So then I decided, okay, well, I need to find myself. I'm going to get in a car and drive south. And this is where the juicy stuff starts. Panama. So me and my buddy that I will mention got in a car and we started heading down south. I remember my dad saying to me, son, I'm going to be praying for you. But I really hope you find yourself in this trip. Of course, he had other things in mind and I had other things in mind. So I'm like, yeah, fine, give me the money. Cool. Got in the car, ended up in Ocean City, Maryland. And Ocean City, Maryland was an interesting time in my life. Uh, in Ocean City, Maryland, I achieved something that, I, that just, it's not, it's not a cool thing to do at all. So I got there. And I met some people, and they invited me into their home to stay for the night, me and my buddy. Um, very quickly, I made some quick connections to some acid dealers, some mushroom dealers, and some weed dealers. I became the top-running guy in Ocean City, Maryland that summer. I had 10 people working for me distributing all my drugs through Ocean City, Maryland. So... 
when you reach that kind of level with drug running, your name is out there. Um, and so the, uh, the, my partner at the time got uh, sold to an undercover. So he got taken in. But they didn't really want him. They wanted me. They wanted, they wanted me, so they wanted to try to get him to get me in there. So he did like five years in jail. Didn't mention a name. Didn't mention <coughs> me at all. Um, I stayed out of Ocean City, Maryland for many, 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 many years. Uh, and, 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 you know, by the grace of God, I got through that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get arrested. Uh, it, it was a moment where, where, you know, he, he finally got out. I spoke with him and, 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 and a lot of people that worked for me were actually in jail with him and, and all of them, not one person said a word about anything. And that was God watching over me, knowing that we had a relationship, but then I tried to take things to my side of it. Um, and, and, and then, so then, you know, at that point, I'm like, oh, I got to get out of Maryland. So I went back and, uh, to, to, to my parents' house, and I just started doing what I knew. I started doing just small stuff, you know, little things here and there, just for friends that I knew. And, and, and my whole life was basically going to the bars, getting drunk, going to the clubs. I needed to go to the clubs every weekend, go dance, 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 and that's all I really cared about. My image, I wanted people to think that I was this fun party guy. If they think I'm a fun party guy that likes to get drunk and dance, they'll like me, so that's cool. Um, while, while, while I was in the uh, Ocean City crowd, Maryland crowd, I got into a lot of different drugs in my life. I can honestly sit here and say I have never had an addiction. I've never had to go back to any of the drugs, but I got into cocaine. I got into mushrooms. I got into acid. I got into crystal meth. I got into some other stuff that I'm probably forgetting to, to, to say, but uh, it was, it, and to me, it was all about what people thought. This was the cool thing. Ecstasy. I was doing ecstasy all the time. I'm going to the rave parties or the glow stick and doing all that crazy stuff. And, and you know, I can't believe I never overdosed because the amount of drugs that I remember the one night that I put in my system was ridiculous. And, and, and it just, I mean, I was literally up for days, just messed up, and it didn't, even, it didn't even occur to me. God was not even in existence in my life at all at this point. At this point, I just completely shut God out, out of my life. And I was in and out of different jobs. I would stay there for a while. I think I'm doing good. And then something stupid would happen where I get fired, right? Well, that's God dealing with me. That's God dealing with me. And, and, and that, that was a big trend in my life. If you guys see my resume, probably if you guys start naming jobs, I've had it. I went from a truck, uh, a garbage truck driver. I did recycling. I, 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 I used to be the, uh, the five-gallon water guy. Uh, I used to do a lot, a lot of different jobs. But that's just because I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have God in my life. So I was trying to beat the system by myself. So I didn't know how to hold down a job. I didn't know how to be just to, to, to do right because I completely ignored God out of my life. Does mom know about this? No, mom, mom yeah, mom, mom, no, no, mom, mom doesn't know mom about knows that. Mom knows now. About, now. About she knows now. Big drug deal thing. Um, I was in such a dark spot in my life. That what do you, when I, when what I got, do you want to say to mom? Because uh, mom's listening. Yeah, she's yeah, mom, watching. Mom's crying right now. Uh, but you oh, know what? Wow. What's awesome is that my mom knows where I'm at right now, and yeah. she couldn't be more happier. Okay. Right now, because she knows how my testimony ends. Cool. Um, but, but, you know, it even got to a time that, that, you know, when I got back from my whole Maryland excursion, I was leaving with my parents, and here's something. 
that people don't know, family members don't know. Uh, finally, after something happened to me recently, so I did call my mom and I apologize for this because I had to. But I used to see, my my grandparents used to live with us, and my grandpa was half blind and not doing well in his room. So I used to sneak into the room, and I was the one stealing all that money from grandma back in the day. Yeah, it was me. I stole thousands and thousands of dollars from my grandma without her knowing, just so I wouldn't have to work and go party and do what I wanted. I didn't think, you know, and my but to, I would just think, she's old. She doesn't need it. Why would she have this much money? I'm her grandson. I'm entitled to it. I was so sick in the head that I wasn't even thinking that I was stealing. And then when you steal, and then I went and did it again. And that's when the family's like, oh, something's happening. Something's happening. I just recently went to my mom because I held this, this all this time wow. and apologized to her. My sister had no idea I did this. Um, so, yeah, so there's one for her because I know that she got the brunt of it. Everyone thought she did it. Wow. And she had nothing to do with it. So I apologize to you, sister, for that. And it was just a dark time, a dark time. I was so lost. I was so lost. And then, and then God decided to take my dad from me on May 9th, 2016. This was right as I was going. I was getting out of a bad, bad divorce. Um, you said you were living in Florida at some point, too? Yeah, so, so when, when, when I was uh, about 22 years old, uh, my girlfriend at a time and I moved to Florida. My sister called me. She was a mortgage broker down there. She said, hey, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking customers. I need help doing mortgages. You should come to Florida and, and, and come do mortgages. So I moved to Florida. What part uh, of Florida? South Florida. Actually, Tampa, 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 South Tampa. And then we also lived in uh, Sefer Hills. Getting closer to Panama. So, no, I never did any drug ah, stuff in, in Florida. No, no, Is that why country lines? Yeah, no. I just thought, I thought we'd end up in Nah, Florida. I didn't do any kind of hey, deal stuff. Hey, put this crocodile in your freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's alive. It. Look, he's moving. He's moving. Crocodile. But, um, when I lost my dad, I actually went into even a darker place in my life than everything that I've already spilled out to you guys. A place where... When you do the drugs, these are things that you're doing. But then there's a place where you go to where you don't feel that you have to do anything. You, you're, you, you feel like in, you're in such a hole that finding a job makes no sense because by the time you get your paycheck, it's two weeks later. You need the money now. So why am I looking for a job? i got to figure out something to do now. I was big on multi-level marketing, trying to get rich quick and trying to figure out all those things out there. Um, and, and, and when my dad died, I moved into my mom's house because my parents met when they were 16, 17, and they'd been married the whole time. They never knew anybody else. So when he died, my mom didn't know what she was going to do. So I ended up moving in with her to help her, right? It wasn't to help her. It was just so I can just lay around and do nothing, you know? So finally, on October of 2016, I woke up again. And that morning, I woke up and I'm like, you know what? When did, you, when did your dad pass? My dad passed on uh, May 9th, 2016. Okay, so it was a few months after that. Yeah. Okay. And, um, um, yeah, uh, make sure I'm telling the right Well, you're trying to cross, here. well, you're trying to find your stuff here. Um, was it, was that did, uh, so that she forgave you for that situation? Thank you, sister. Yeah, I called mom about it. I had to tell her that I stole all that money from grandma. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> then October of 2016, I decided, you know what? What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm in my 40s. I don't have a house to, to live in. My mom was at the time... Uh, when my dad died, every, his, his whole pension and everything died with him. So my mom got left with no money. Hmm. My mom ended up losing the house that we grew up in, that she's had her whole life pretty much with us. And they were getting ready to kick us out that March. And I just started praying. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, my mom's going to be out of house. I'm going to be out of house. I don't know where I'm going to live. And I didn't have a job, so it's not like I could have a job and I can find a place, you know. So I'm like, all right, there's only one thing I really know how to do, and I don't understand that I've been away for, from God for, for 30 years. Just like that. 30 years? I just turned my back on God for 30 years. Just feel like one thing led to another, led to another, and all of a sudden it's 30 years later. Man, 30 years later, I woke up and I'm like, whoa, I am spinning out of control. I, I was rock bottom. I didn't know what I was going to do. My next step was streets. The next step was streets. The next step for my mom was streets. So I started praying. I started having my devotions every day. And I started working on my relationship with God. And I said to myself, if anything happens where you're homeless, remember when you were little? You got Jesus. And I started focusing on memories that I had little when I was little. And I just started, and I just started really trusting in God. And when, you start, and when you start trusting in God, magic happens. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Magic. Absolutely. Magic happens when you start trusting in God, right? So I started praying. I started praying. And, and, and I got a job interview at this place. And I got the job. And they kept delaying the starting date. And I'm like, all right, I don't care. I got the job. That's a step. Thank you, God. I appreciate it. And then I got a weird text on Facebook from this girl that I went to high school with. And she saw, every time before the Eagles game, I do the Eagles fight song on Facebook. It's a thing that I do. Some people think it's dumb, but it's kind of cool. I know. I think it's I dumb. Get it. I get it. But. No, nah, that's, that's pretty dumb. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, you're a hater. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Is there any way to eliminate the end guys and just focus on us two right just here? zoom in a little bit. Um, yeah. The terrible Jets and the cheating Patriots. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, so Eagles fight song. Yeah, so I got a text message. So so I got a text message and said, Hey, I saw you doing the Eagles fights. This is a girl that I went to high school with, but she was younger, so we didn't really hang out together. But she, she's like, my neighbor, you know, my, she she said, uh, I see, I saw you did the Eagles fight song, so you must be single because you're doing the Eagles fight song. And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? As a married man, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> and she goes, but my neighbor thinks you're cute, and you guys are like the same person. It's really weird. My immediate response to her was, well, listen, I've been single for four or five years at the time since my divorce. I didn't want anything to do with anybody. At that time, I didn't go on any dates. I didn't date anybody. I didn't talk to anybody. I just focused on myself. But on a, on a very bad level, just embarrassing stuff. Okay. Um, and then, I'm like, so, so let her know I'm not looking for anything at all. But just out of curiosity, send me her Facebook. I'm kind of curious what she looks like. <laughs> so I went on her Facebook and I started strolling through her timeline. And about three minutes in, I said to myself, I say to myself, 
what am I doing? Why am I on my Facebook? So I went all the way up and I was on hers. And I'm like, wow, this girl posts like I do. You know, she posts about God, motivational stuff. She's very motivating. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, so send her a message. And she sent me her phone number. The very next day, we talk. And the second she picked up the phone, it felt like we've known each other for 30 years. That means she must have a nice picture. She was beautiful in her pictures. <laughs> yes. So yeah, if she so, was like, if she's like 83. I mean, yeah. You would have just said thanks for. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Block. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. I'm no, just you're not. Kidding. No. <laughs> so we talked, and it felt like we've known each other for 30 years. And I say to her, I say, "Yo," because she went to uh, University of Penn. So I'm like, oh, you're from Philly, you know? And she goes, no, actually, I'm not. I'm like, where are you from? She goes, Schwanksville. I said, Schwanksville? That's so weird. I'm from Schwanksville. I'm like, where in Schwanksville do you live? And she goes, Maple Hill Community. That's the house that my mom lives in, in Maple Hill Community. Oh, wow. She lives in the same community that my mom lives, like three buildings down. Wow. And I'm like, I live in Maple Hill Community. That's so crazy. So the next day, I went to meet her. And as soon as I met her, we gave each other a hug, like we've known each other for 30 years, and then started socializing. That was our first meeting. We just, it felt like we've been together forever. Wow. I met her son, and everything with him was the exact same thing with the daughter, with the mom, and vice versa with my family. Every time, it was just like that feeling of like, wow, this is weird. It just feels so natural. At one point, I had a notebook of four and a half pages, front and back, of the similarities <laughs> that me and Claire had. From favorite color, favorite number, favorite this. You like, like it, it was ridiculous, the similarities. You know how they say opposites attract? Yeah, no, there's no opposite things about me and Claire. We're pretty much, she's the female version of me. It's you, crazy. You spent... I'm sorry, I don't mean, I mean to cut you off, she is not. Because every time we see she's her, she me. is so calm. Yeah. She's like, hey, how's it going? Oh, yeah, there's a couple things. But when we see you, yeah, it's like, man. hey, hey, ah, ah. It's like, relax. Yeah, Look I, as you guzzle your head. Well, I got a story about the Red Bull that I'm in. And listen, I, I've, been down, at, I've ah. been down at Ribster's to help out with stuff for illumination. So Jason and Sipe, I she works, been in jail. And you really don't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's, that's because I got to make sure that the upstairs is taken care of. But well, you're always sitting But you're outside. talking with me, so I can't well, say Well, that's because so. I want to make sure that bad the people influence. that come there are having they a good time. got an excuse for everything. Yeah, after do. Keep after, going. The, after the show, the three of us will come up with four and a half pages about how she's better than him. All right. Okay. Pros and cons. Well, that, that won't be hard. No cons. That one. All right, so forget that part of the story. Can we edit that when we go yeah, podcast? No, no worries. Get that part yeah, out. Um... No, Claire doesn't drink Red Bull, but, right? But, but what's amazing is that I, ha I, haven't, I haven't gotten to my testimony yet. And I know, I know to you guys right now, you're probably like, wait, what are you talking about? You've been talking for 25, 30 minutes. You have an amazing story. My story hasn't begun yet. And that's why I haven't had my, uh, my, my, uh, that's why I keep telling everybody you got to wait for my testimony because my testimony hasn't started yet. I haven't even started my testimony. Uh, I, I started getting teary when I said that when you start putting your trust in God, magic begins to happen. Things around you start to change when you start putting your entire trust in God alone. And by your entire trust, I mean every single ounce of you into God. And that's what I did, that, 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 that God blessed me with an amazing wife that I have. And, and it led me to a lot of amazing things in my life. I didn't have a job at the time, but God made me, <clears throat> I got a call from the owner of Anytime Fitness when I didn't have a job, and I just had my faith in God. And he says to me, hey, listen, I'm, 
opening a new gym. I wanted you to manage my old one. You said no. I need you to get people involved, like like signed up for this gym, and you have the energy for it. And I'm like, work at a gym and get paid for it. That is awesome. Let's do it. Right? Did you stop going? Uh, I, no, I'm I, 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 uh, <laughs> The whole time I was a GM, I literally had a, uh, a drawer with M&M's and Reese's Pieces. And, you needed those. And Red Bull. Protein. I gained so much weight when I became the GM of that Anytime <laughs> Fitness. <laughs> All of a sudden, not having time to work out was Why true. do you have candy in your drawer so you can eat it anytime? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I had to keep the high energy. But that was an amazing job because what that did was it opened the doors to a lot of people that I genuinely would have ran into that – Talk to me with some sort of respect because I am the GM at the Anytime Fitness. I started meeting a couple business owners, a couple other GMs. And from Anytime Fitness, I still kept putting my trust in God. And then God went ahead and put me into, we thought we opened up the uh, uh, Illumination Community Outreach. That's a nonprofit that my wife and I opened up and found it, and that has been a true blessing. So we're like, wow, this is amazing what God's doing with us. And now we're in a position where we're able to help people by other people giving to us. It's not even like we have to come up with anything. It's just the blessings from other people that are blessing us, we get to give to other people. And then God's like, all right, started Illumination now. I got to do something else for you. So he took me out of my GM position at Anytime Fitness and made me a, a business owner at Rifters on High. Now what changed was this. Now, when you're a business owner, now I'm starting to meet other different types of people. I'm starting to meet the politicians, the chiefs of police, and things like that of other cities. And, and, and in Pottstown, I know a lot of them as well. And, and, and Scott started putting me into these kind of connections. Um, and I just kept putting my trust in him, putting my trust in him, putting my trust in him. So Christmas is my favorite holiday. I love Christmas, my dad's favorite holiday. It's, it's, it's when Jesus was born. How can you not love it, right? It's a great story. And uh, my sister called me up and she said, hey, bro, Victory Valley is having a Christmas Eve church service. You want to go? And I'm like, yeah, I want to go. I love Jesus. What are you talking about? I want to go. I love singing Christmas carols because I know them, right? Because we sing them every year. And we drove there. And I walked into that church. Every single hair in my body stood up. Every single hair in my body just stood up the second I entered that church. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? I've never felt anything like this before, ever, ever. What's going on? I don't understand. So I go to my seat, and they're singing Christmas carols, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing, Christmas carols, what's going on? So I sit down, everyone's sitting. Victory Church is pretty big, everyone's sitting, singing, everyone is sitting, singing. And all of a sudden, I didn't do it. My body just stands up, and I start bawling my eyes out in front of all these people. And I just had my hands up to God. I can't stop worshiping my God. And our whole service, from the second I opened, I walked in there, I cried my eyes out. I was the only one standing with my hands up just worshiping my God. 
So I left. I froze over. And for two weeks, that feeling was in me. I cried for two weeks. I just cried. My wife had the pleasure of meeting Pastor Pete. Pastor Pete makes it into all our freaking, uh, our, 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 freak, our, our testimonies. <laughs> she had the pleasure to meet Pastor Pete. Through illumination, we found our home at Roysford Church of the Nazarene. So she found Pastor Pete, and they were doing breaking of bread, and I'm volunteering for everything at the church. The second I walked into that church, the Holy Spirit told me, the Holy Spirit told me that uh, this is my church. I remember the first time I was here, I started singing. I just started bawling my eyes out singing. For like the first three weeks, I'm thinking, these people must think I'm a freak because I just keep crying every time I sing. So we were at Breaking Bread. No, it wasn't Breaking Bread. It was uh, Outreach Ministries. And Pastor Pete's like, yo, Thompson, what do you like to do for fun? And I looked at him and I said, Pastor Pete, I don't know. I said, if you would have asked me this question on December 22nd of 2019, I would have had 27,000 answers for you. I, I would tell you, oh man, I just started a business. I want to expand it. I want to buy a bigger house. I want to get nice cars. I want to I wanna just chase that money. And, 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 and I would tell you everything that I wanted to do. But December 23rd, ever since that day, I told him, Pastor Pete, all I want to do is serve people. Amen. All Amen. I want to do is serve People, that's it. That's all I ever wanted to do is just serve people. And I'm like, Pastor Pete, I started crying. I don't know what happened to me. I can't explain what happened. I'm a different, completely different person. Everything in my life changed. My perception of sin changed. I can't walk by so I can't walk by garbage without picking it up because I think I'm sinning if I'm not. My whole being changed. My whole existence on this earth changed. I've been able to give God a hundred percent of my existence. Pastor Pete looked at me and goes, I could explain that to you. I said, what? There's an explanation for this? What are you talking about? He goes, this is where every Christian tries to get. This is where every Christian tries to get when you experience heaven on earth. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Just get to it. And he goes, you experience sanctification. In which not many people experience it, but I experienced it. And he explained a lot to me about it. I had no idea what it was. So I'm like, I got to sign up for school. And my first class that I'm taking right now, it's all about sanctification. It's answered so many questions for me. Because there's two ways it could occur. There's two ways it could occur. God could just bring it upon you like he did to me. Or believe it or not, you can work yourself to sanctification as well. It is possible for all of us to get there. And I look at Pastor Pete and I say, why isn't everybody doing this? Why isn't everybody doing what it takes to be sanctified in God's eyes? Why aren't we giving 100% of our existence to God? Why don't we just let Him control every single decision that we make? If God told me right now, go to Africa, I will leave my family and I will go to Africa to serve my Lord and Savior. Ever since December 23rd, 2019, my whole existence has changed. And 
That's my testimony because I didn't know what it was till it got explained to me and <laughs> taking these courses really, really opened my eyes because to me it was like, it wasn't me learning new things. I didn't learn anything when I took these courses, but it opened my eyes. So I'm, look, I'm reading this stuff and I'm like, that's what's happening to me. That's what I'm experiencing right now. The level that I'm experiencing right now is, is, is everything that that course taught me. And I want to challenge all of you. I got two verses that I want to leave you with. I've got two, and I don't know if the brothers have any questions after this, but I got two verses that I do want to read real quick to you guys. And the one is Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20 says, My old self has been crest, cr cr my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. <clears throat> and the other one I want to read real quick is Timothy 2.21. I don't feel like looking for it, but I have it saved on my phone right here real quick. And that one is Tim 2 Timothy 2.21. Oh, man. I feel like I'm back in fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Then I remember. Uh, I remember that part of your story. Uh, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what it is dishonorable, okay, so that we just talked about that. You can work for. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. My brothers and sisters. This is the first time I've ever told my testimony, and I think the reason is because God never wanted me to tell my testimony until after I experienced what I did on December 23, 2019. And, 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 and I just, it, the, the, the number one thing that I learned is a lot of people think that working on your relationship with Christ means digging into the Word more, spending more time behind closed doors praying. My brothers and sisters, that's all fun and game. I mean, that, that's important, but that's not how you work on your relationship with God. The way you work on your relationship with God, your true relationship with God, is through your fellowship with your brothers and sisters. It's through your fellowship with the people you don't know. God calls us to love everyone. You know how hard that's been for me to do in my life, but I have transitioned and worked hard, and I am able to love everyone. And I just want to challenge all you guys out there to just give, it, give your all to God. It's, you, it's, it's just an amazing, amazing experience. I'm... <clears throat> I'm done. I'm done. All I can say, I'm, I'm extremely happy that you've reached that, that level. Some of us, I don't know if some of us ever will. Um, and that's okay. And, and, I, and I, I don't know if some of us ever will. Some of us just don't know how to put in the work to get there. But having people around that's experienced it and that can help you along your journey, you know, because... There's days I wake up and I don't want to do anything. And there's also days I wake up and I say, you know what? Waking up is the blessing. And I never wanted to go to church, but my mother always told me it's about the fellowship. It's not going, it's not about just going to pray. It's about the fellowship. And I can honestly say, with the many storms I'm going through now, had I not listened to her after she passed and started coming to church, 
it's just like I am just receiving blessings on top of blessings on top of blessings on top of blessings. And it's through fellowship and it's through talking to you guys and it's through coming to church and it's through volunteering my time. And I just pray that one day I can reach that level because that just seems like it's, a lot of emotion, a lot of energy, a good feeling, a good. I, I cry on a daily because I, and, that was that was like, that that cry looked exhausting, but it looked like it felt good. The reason I cry is because we're not worthy of the yeah. grace of God, and when I think about what He's done to me, and I think about all the stuff that I just told everybody, He forgave me for all that. And let me tell you, even though that I've had this amazing experience in my life right now that I will always have, uh, I still sin on a daily. The devil is hard at work every single day of my life, and I still don't live the perfect life. But I've been able to fight the devil off a lot easier. Well, you leave me with no questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's rare. You, you answered everything I had for you. Um, but I will tell you that that testimony was like the living. I, lo I looked it up because so I couldn't remember where is uh, Luke 17, 33. Whoever tries to save their life will lose it. And whoever gives up their life for my sake will gain it. And that, that's your testimony is that. Because you tried every drug. You chased everything that you thought would make you happy and it didn't. And just giving everything up is what made you save your life. I love it, man. Thank you, man. I met you after that. I'm really glad to have you here. Thank you, man. It means a lot. It means a lot. That's exactly, that's exactly it, man. Nothing. The answer is Jesus. Yep. I think that's where we, well, we'll have to find out about Elijah. Maybe. We'll see how the contract You want to find out about Elijah? Read the Bible. He's <laughs> <laughs> got his him own and, book. Him and, him and Jezebel. Mama warned me about that. But I think that's where we all ended up. We all tried everything to try to, try to make ourselves happy, to try to chase, chase what we thought were our dreams, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. But God I, reveals what he actually wants for us, and our true desires of our heart. That's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing. And, and that's you. and that and 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 within all that, I had three DUIs. I went to jail twice, and I also got arrested for back child support. I missed all that. I had a dark life. You know what is clearly you're from the old school because had that happened today, those who you thought were your friends. Oh, they, oh, his name, Tom Rivera. You want the name Tom? Yeah, this is where he lives. This is where he hangs out at. Here, take him in. But that was amazing that nobody handed you over and you were able to just, you know, get away. Everybody else, I guess it was just wasn't for them. But I guess, like you said, God was watching. God, was God, watching. God saved you. You, you. you didn't want God in your life, but he was like, I ain't going nowhere. I got you. He truly, he's, he's, and this is not trying to me butter anybody up, but he truly sent an angel in the form of Claire that at the time where we were about to get thrown in the streets took care of not only me, but my family as well. And, and, and for that, I'm forever grateful. I mean, forever. He's yeah. an amazing person. Yeah, you don't deserve her. I don't deserve her at all. I, but that's what I'm saying. Trust in God and magic happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well... I guess that's it for the 15th episode Yeah, Prodigal Sons. Join us next week for the 16th episode. This guy right here. I don't know. We, don't, I don't we know have yet. to see about his contract. We'll see. Yeah. I don't, I we don't got know. some negotiating to do. I, I, I don't know. 
Apparently it'll take some cold brew. That's the. Ah, I think that's you bring, the you bring cold brew. I can bring cold brew here. I can make that happen. I just need dry ice for the uh, the ice cream. So I don't know. Did you reach out for prayer requests? I did. Okay. I did. So uh, we have a, a. Are we announcing a contest winner? Or are you guys picking that later on? And we'll. Re- you said next week. We'll that's Saturday. Well, said? Saturday. We're gonna we're gonna pick Saturday. So. Oh okay. Uh, at Rifters. At Rifters. Are we all going to go? It's the 4th of July. I'm open the 4th of July. I got, I got They are open. I got nothing. Yeah. Um, are we still playing? I mean, that's where we have our meetings. So are we playing? Oh, is that I, what if, we call it, meetings? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah whatever. Yeah, okay. It makes me feel better about spending $50 a week in <laughs> Rifters. Uh, yeah. I'll run a ta- I've been running a tab for like three months. I'll, I'll get you back, Tom. It's like it's like the angel and the devil on my shoulder. Going there. Do you want a crepe? You want a crepe. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Yes, you do. I'll have a crepe. They are delicious. They are very delicious. And it's a good thing that Tom has an employee that's willing to make them because otherwise he doesn't we would not enjoy. I heard his presentation. Now, he, you, went, you know what? I do have a question. You went from Anytime Fitness <laughs> to, <laughs> to running an ice cream shop. I was this it's a lot less stressful to run the ice cream shop. <laughs> Is it? The, you know what? I can yeah, see can that. You, try to get you went from in? like doing crunches to putting crunch bars on top of ice cream. Yeah. I, the worst call ever was... You went from like a six-pack to six scoops. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I think you made a great decision. People have the before I, and after. I, I'm loving it. I got the after and before. <laughs> so what you got to do is you got to open a gym in that space next yeah. door to yeah. so you, can just, you can get them That's on both sides. Yeah, make them feel guilty and send them, all, send they go, them on over. They go to the very best, then they go get ice cream, then they go work out. Yeah. And then nice. they puke. Yeah, if you guys didn't notice, we're in a new studio, new painted walls. I'm yes, thank you, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Jason. Um, but yeah, it is the Fourth of July on Saturday. Um, I I guess we'll still be down there at some yeah, point yeah, um, for our, for the meeting, uh, and we will um, we'll we'll grab a name off. Uh, I'll bring them with, and we'll have them on little slips of paper, and we'll pull five <laughs> names, and we'll uh, give out some gift cards to Ripsters. Cool. Um, I'll have to come up with something good though. If we if we can get everybody to get us to five hundred followers, we'll have to come up with something something really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Dave. What do you have for prayer this week? You know, I I'm I don't think I have a prayer request this week. I think I'm uh, I think I'm just thankful for all of us and just give out a praise for uh, Tom's testimony. Okay, Elijah. <clears throat> uh, like I just said, I've just been I've just been receiving. Mountains on top of mountains of blessings. Um, you know, some days I wake up not wanting to, you know, not wanting to do anything. But, you know, I know that, you know, that God loves me and there's people that love me and care about me and want to see me do well, want to see me succeed and continue being the person that I am. And I'm just, you know, I'm just grateful and blessed. That, like, I'm just grateful and blessed that I have the right people around me, you know, God, God, God fearing people around me. And I, I, you know, I pray that everybody else can experience it because, you know, having the right people around you is good for the soul. Amen. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen. (laughs) Tom. Um, So I just want you guys to know when I always say God is good all the time and all the time, God is good. Please shift your your view to Dave's face and his facial expressions. Uh, actually, my prayer request is a little different. I wanna I wanna thank God uh, for giving me the uh, the opportunity and and the strength to do my testimony. I prayed a lot about it, 
I told my wife it was the first time I ever came to the Prodigal Sons. I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous today. And uh, it all worked out like it always does. God always comes through on his promises. And, and I don't have a prayer request. I just, I just want to thank him. Well, thanks are definitely in order this week. I Absolutely. Think. I think after everything we've all been through this week. It's been a rough week <laughs> for the um, Prodigal Sons. Um, I think the thanks are always in order. Yeah. Um, all right. Father God, we come to you just blown away. I mean, just utterly blown away with just how amazing you are. The things that we can never understand. The lives that you stitch together so seamlessly. When we think there is no way out, you always provide a way. So, Father, here we are thankful. Here we are humble. Here we are amazed and intrigued and in love with you, Father. Right now we want to pray for some unspoken prayers. We want to pray for Betty's continued health, that she would come around. We want to pray for Lizette and her answered prayers, as well as her unspoken prayers. We're praying for Uncle Raj and his biopsy. Lord, you know the hearts and minds of us. You know the hearts and minds of those who support us, who watch us, who love us. So, Lord, I want to pray for strength for all of those people. I especially want to pray right now for Bill Marga's family. They'll be laying in the rest this week, his wife Carmel, their family. Because there are still hurts, Lord. But we know you're with us in all of those things. And as we heard here tonight, there is nothing that you won't deliver us from. There is nothing you won't heal us from. There is nothing that you will not protect us from, Lord. Because that is who you are. Not because of who we are. Because we do not deserve it by far. We fall so far from your grace. But you are willing to pick us up in our weakness, in our brokenness, and put us back together for an opportunity to be with you. So again, Lord, we are thankful. We praise you and we love you. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 So, yeah, thanks for watching. It's been fun. Uh, I love the uh, Never game. That was cool. Next week we get this guy. We get this guy right here. we got to see about a contract. I got, I got... Lord willing. Lord We're going to have to pay him more if, if I'm ready. Him he's yeah, quit blowing up his ego. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. Ready. I like his Over. hat. I like his hat. What can if I say? I'm ready. I'll wear another Philadelphia team next see? week. You guys tell he's me. Got my vote. If I'm able to come back, let me know which team you want me to If wear. you're going to wear a Flyers hat, I'll let you come back. What you, you like the Flyers? He's I am a Flyers fan. See, I, I don't understand. Here we go. That's nah, another just, show. You just said you were a Bruce fan. I am a Bruce fan. Love you guys. Love you all. Bye. So you can't, you can't. That that that's why. Not? That's a pet peeve. You can't do that. It's I can't okay do if you that. Want to like Boston, you can't like two cities. I don't like the city. I like the team. No, that's. No, it's you know, it's like when I. No, that's right? kind of wrong. Yeah, yeah no, you can't not. do that, Sean. You can't do that. Listen.
That's how I, I am. I, I don't know if I have a problem with it, though, Tom, because there's, <laughs> like, there's like a few teams that I like. Like, if they're playing, I always root for them, like the Titans. Yeah, but I'm not a Titans fan. Only Titans fan. Yeah, so there's teams that you would root for, right? That's fine. But he's saying in hockey he roots for the Flyers. It's not like he's saying. What if the Flyers? Not when they're playing the Bruins, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say, what if they play in the Bruins? Oh, okay, all right. Like I actually believe it or not, as much crap as I throw on them, I like the Eagles. I'm cool with that. I just thought the Flyers. No, the only Titans. The Bruins are my favorite team. The Flyers would be second. Gary Busey. Gary Bertier and Julius Campbell. Those are the only Titans I root for ever. The, uh, the movie. Oh. Strong side! Left side! <laughs> Why are we recording during this?